What's up, Yankee fans? We are back with another episode of Yankee Crazy Podcast. And today's show, got a special treat for you. We are doing a crossover episode with Rob Carbone at BD4, BD4 Podcast. Find him on all the social media platforms. Find him on YouTube. And we just recorded a show. And we did a segment on there that we developed called Winner, Loser, Neutral. So we are going to go through the roster of the 2022 Yankees and talk about which players we think are winners, which are losers, and which kind of fall in between that we're calling neutral. So that's a fun segment that we're going to have. But first, we're going to do a little playoff review Um There's been enough time that's gone by where I've settled down from being really angry with the way this season ended, although I kind of expected it. I did have high hopes going into that series against the Astros, but it was disappointing and frustrating and to have the season end like that. Not fun. I probably can't remember all the aspects that I would have talked about if I did the episode sooner, but we'll do a quick playoff review and that'll be the next segment. And then we will go into our broadcast that we had with Rob. All right. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. And we're back. So 2022 Yankees season over ended versus the Astros at Yankee Stadium. Yankees got swept. Very disappointing. Very disappointing. And in some games, Yankees were kind of in it. Kind of gave some glimpses of some hope that they could pull out a game, you know. Um, But... They didn't. Guys, some guys just did not show up. Guys who did show up, Rizzo, Bader, Harrison Bader. What, you know, what more can you say about that guy? He was a gamer this playoffs and really, really stepped up. Rizzo, another guy, great at bats, just overall great series by him. You know, those are pretty much the only two guys you could really point to who stepped up in this situation. Garrett Cole, got to give him some credit. He stepped up, pitched pretty well. Some of the blame in that series has got to go on Aaron Boone because of poor bullpen management. Game one, he punted that game. He punted a World Series, uh, not World Series game, a, <laughs> an LCS game away. That game, to me, had potential. That Yankees could have taken that game, but poor, poor bullpen management. They, he was just like, ah, we'll get him in game two. But the game was still close at that point. Really disappointing. Jamison Tyone looked really good, kind of held him in there. But wow, not, not, not great management by Aaron Boone. I can't even remember the details. I'm trying to think. Like a lot of things mesh together because between the Guardian series and the Astros series. And this is probably why I should have done the podcast closer to the end of those series, but I didn't. World Series has ended. The Astros have won. Even Alexa. My Alexa trolled me the other day. Have one of these Alexas, one of the echoes with the big screen, and it said, popular question. And it said, Alexa, tell me who won the 2022 World Series. And I'm like, oh, you, you jerk. (laughs) How dare you? How dare you troll me? My own Alexa trolling me about the World Series. She should know I know this. (laughs) Oh, boy. Disappointing. Disappointing. And to get swept. That's the thing. That's the thing that kills me. Getting swept. At least have one win. Pull one win out of that series so you're not completely embarrassed. And a sweep at that level 
you've got to say you are embarrassed. You got embarrassed. You got outclassed. Just unacceptable by this team. (sighs) Anyway, they did get through the Guardians series, which was too close for comfort. That game, you know, you're looking at going into that series. I was like, oh, Yankees in four. Figure the Guardians, they're going to pull out at least uh, one win, but another game that Aaron Boone mismanaged the bullpen. I think that was, was that the Clark Schmidt game where he came in? Uh, Clark Schmidt came in in a really tight spot when it was like, why would you bring him in? And then eventually they brought in Tyone late in, was it, I think it was game three, right? I, I can't even remember. It's it's all blurring together. It's a one big blur, one disappointing blur. And the season's over. I'm still, I you know, I came to grips with it, but I, I'm like revisiting it and it's not fun. <laughs> not fun for anybody. And now we have to sit through the off season where you got to hope the Yankees make some moves Number one, signing Judge, because that's going to dictate what you can do, how much you're going to spend. You know, I can't. I gotta. I should look up where they are in terms of the luxury tax and and the reset. I think they didn't they just reset it like within the last two years. I, I can't even remember. But if I'm Hal Steinbrenner, I'm saying go past it. Get better players. Dump players. You know, eat. Josh Donaldson's salary. Get rid of Hicks, who's got, I think, three more years left on that. You know, 30 million. Drop it. You know, you got rid of you got rid of A-Rod back in the day and paid him, I forget how much what it was. And even Ellsbury dumped him with what? At least a year, two years left on his salary. So I know business-wise it's not fun. You gotta pay these guys. Probably, oh man, those checks must be terrible to have to pay, especially Ellsbury. Although I think they came to some agreement with him. Anyway, we're going to get into all of that. As I said, we did a crossover episode with Rob Carbone at BD4, and that's going to be up in our next segment. This is supposed to be a playoff review, this segment, but I'm just <laughs> I'm just getting annoyed the more I think about it. And like I said, can't a lot of the games blurred together. Uh, don't even want to get into it. You know, the fact is, the Guardians took you to a game five, and that's unacceptable. They've got a, you know, they've got a pesky team, especially that Quan. Oh my goodness, left fielder Quan, that guy, whew, he was he was a, basically a Yankee killer in that first series. And then you had the nailer, the nailer home run and rocking the baby. And looking at Cole, that guy, oh, that guy really irritates me. But afterwards, he took it well. He was like, ah, you know, uh, he 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 was he he took that all really well because people there were so many memes about him. And uh, little little preview, I I discuss that and I discuss Glaber Torres's move on what he did when the Yankees closed out that game five to Naylor. So little. Um, a little hint, so you got to listen to the crossover that we did, and I talk about that. But I don't know. I don't think I want to talk too much more about <laughs> the playoffs. This was not a not a big playoff review. I figure I just had to do it. But disappointing against the Guardians that you go to five games, and then even more disappointing that you get swept by the Astros. Just, you know, uh, got to... Close the gap between them. You know, they they are the class of the league. And next year, they'll probably do the same. They might lose Verlander, but with the way they're pitching um, uh, scouts or, uh, you know, whoever front office making GM, making decisions, they've got some great pitching. And the way they can just let players go like Correa and they get Pena – to just fill in and actually be better, it's it's really amazing. And, you know, there's an example of a guy who is a rookie who steps in at shortstop and performs. And 
I don't know. Will the Yankees do that? Will the Yankees do that with Peraza next year? Seems that Volpe is a little bit further away than anticipated, but you know, you should look to the Guardians and the Astros. They plug guys in there and they say, go out and play. And, and you know, it's, it's the thing to do. You got to start playing some rookies. Yankees wanted to get younger and more athletic, and that's a way to do it. Well, we are, we are definitely getting off topic for the playoff review. But overall, I can't say it enough, disappointing, frustrating. At least they went further this year. I guess that's something. At least we got to watch some meaningful baseball further into October instead of a wild one-game wild card exit. And I do like this new uh, playoff. Um, uh, what do you, whatever you want to call it, um, the the this this playoff schedule, this this playoff. What do you call it? I don't know the playoffs. It's I, I I do like it. It makes things interesting. And one thing I didn't like was the the that they have the no rest days, no travel days. They went back to back. And I know the Yankees had to do that with the Guardians because of the rain, but even in the LCS, and it was it happened because of the the strike. You know, the season got pushed too far. But you know, in the LCS, take the extra day, take the travel day. I know you don't want to end the season too late, but come on. A travel day. You shouldn't have to be playing in New York and then traveling to Houston to play a game the next game. Never got to that, but just don't like that part of the playoff format. That's the word I was looking for. Anyway, let's wrap it up. I'm getting getting more irritated thinking about it. We'll do another episode talking about all those other things in terms of the offseason moves that the Yankees have to do, but we're going to take another quick break and then we'll get to that crossover show that I've been teasing you about. All right, stay tuned. Hey guys, it's Greg, your host of Yankee Crazy Podcast, and I would love for you to check out our newest sponsor, Isagenics. Isagenics is the premier health and wellness company. You can order all their products online and they make it nice and simple to do that. They have products for weight management, beauty, daily nutrition, targeted health, fitness, and a lot of other things. So if you want to go check them out, go to yankeecrazy.isogenics.com. Again, yankeecrazy.isogenics.com. Y-A-N-K-E-E-C-R-A-Z-Y dot I-S-A-G-E-N-I-X dot com. Go check them out if you are looking to lose weight or just feel better in general. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. Cool. Perfect. Should be good. All right. Yeah. Great. I cannot hear your audio yet. I can see you, though. No audio yet. How about now? Yes, sir. Perfect. What's up, man? Oh, man. Just, um, oh, lots, lots. What's up with you, dude? Not much, man. Hanging out. Um, it's getting like this daylight savings thing is throwing me off. Yeah. I am like that too. And what's the, I feel like the crazy thing is you gain that hour and you're supposed to feel more well rested, but I'm not. It took me till like today to be like, okay, I'm kind of used to it. (laughs) Yeah, dude. It's like it gets dark around 430. Oh, Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, that is, that's nuts. And I remember like, I remember when I used to work in Manhattan and it would be like December, like closer to Christmas. Yeah. And with all the buildings, if you're working kind of like more in Midtown, it would be like before four o'clock, it'd be dark. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Insane. It is. Is it, um, how is it with work? Is it slowing down with the weather and everything? With the, well, we we're like year round here. We're such a temperate climate that, oh, that's true. You're in California. Yeah. Everybody, yeah, everybody's working year round. I um, always forget us yeah. East Coasters. 
I know, I know. But the um, you know, we've had a lot of rain, and it's been for here, it's been cold, which is not saying really yeah. anything. Yeah, what's cold like, over there? Seventy. Well, th- in the mornings, it was like it's like thirty-seven overnight. So, not not terrible, yeah. but compared to a month ago when we were still touching nineties, yeah. <laughs> it's like whoa. I get it. All right. Um, yeah. So I figured we just talk about, you know, if you have anything you want to bring up for your show too, you'll, 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 whatever segment you want to do, if you have anything. Um, and then I figured we talk about, you know, the off season plan, um, maybe do a little start off, start off with a little reaction to the press conference that was last Friday. Yeah. Uh, Just give our thoughts on that. And then you add whatever you want to add in too. So. Yeah, and I would love to do just like the the crossover for the um, yep. winner loser. I don't know what to call it. Neutral. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or in between, yeah. winner loser in between. Let's so we'll figure out something like that. I couldn't I couldn't think of anything catchy to to say yeah. instead of I like that idea. You know, neutral. So we'll say in between. Let's do that. Uh, All right. Um. Cool. Yeah. So I I guess you know I told myself. I wouldn't watch that press conference and I didn't, I didn't lie. I didn't, but then I got texts yeah. from buddies of mine and they were sending me tweets and, and screenshots of like quotes. And I'm like, all right, I, I got to check out what these clowns got to say. And I, you know, I bought into it and I watched it and, you know, unshockingly it, it made me angry. Um, just it, to me, it's just like, why do you got to pretend that were stupid it's the same recycled script propaganda Mm -hmm. yankee jargon is what i call it yeah yeah it is and it's it's like like you said they're just retreading the same things um you know at least boone didn't have his famous quote of last year saying the league has finally caught up yeah. <laughs> everybody knows that the league Yankees got to catch up. That was the, that was the crazy part of that one. So at least he didn't say that. And, um, you know, I'm trying to think of some of the other things that Cashman said in that, but it's, it's basically a retread of every year and, you know, trying to like highlight some guys and be like, Oh, they're fine. They're great. You know, maybe the offense wasn't there, but they're still uh, a great offensive player like Josh Donaldson, they said, or, you know, IKF, they want to point to their, you know, certain metrics that not anybody else really make up their own metrics, man. It's like, (laughs) that's that's the thing. They're like, Hmm, what can we do to get him to look good defensively, make up our own stuff? (laughs) Yeah. It's, I'm glad you brought that up because the way that Aaron Boone was talking about those two guys, Donaldson, like he blamed the lockout, for Donaldson getting off to a slow start. And then he was telling us that he's been searching for consistency all year. It's like, well, yeah, so has everybody else, but yeah. yeah. And and Donaldson was consistent. All right. Uh, He was just, and then he kept talking about his defense, like his defense makes up for everything else. And it's, it's just, there's, they're never going to be wrong. They're always going to have an answer for something. They will never, They're too stubborn to say, yeah, we probably should have done this or that. And and that again, that's what frustrates me. Right. Exactly. They they never want to hold themselves accountable for a poor decision on things. Um, you know, the best I think we got out of Boone ever was I think I heard an interview with him. It might have been on Michael K's show where he discussed maybe he should have made some better bullpen bullpen decisions um i think specifically he was talking about that game against cleveland what was that game three maybe that he completely blew it on but yeah these guys they they just they're like you know they 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 i think they feel like they have to put on this front like oh everything they do is right and they have to spin it that way but you know somebody else was talking about um, I forget where I heard it, um, but they were saying like, what should happen? And it was Cashman going into Hal and saying, okay, I screwed up on this. I screwed up on that. Let's just yes. like, make that, you know, dump, 
what, you know, dump Donaldson, eat the money, dump Hicks, eat, eat whatever's left on his contract too. But, and, you know, may, maybe that could happen behind closed doors, but, you know, yeah. you'll obviously never hear him say it. Um, but that needs to be done. You've got to, they, they need to be accountable and maybe Hal does in some ways, but it just, I don't know, feels like they think of themselves as infallible. Yeah, the thing is, you know, in, in listening to these press conferences year after year, they, I think their mindset is if we make it into the playoffs, that's a win because we think the rest of it is just a roll, rolling the dice. They think they see the playoffs as this crapshoot, which I don't really agree with because it's usually the same way we're going home every year is the same reason it's usually because we're not hitting um yeah and you look at the teams that are winning the teams that win the world series are usually you know top three teams um yeah like the houston astros have won twice over the past six years they've been one of the best teams uh the red sox in 2018 were one of the best teams you know the, 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 it's the dodgers when they won in 2020 it's you know most of the time it's going to be the top team, the one of the top couple of teams. So I don't buy into that narrative that you get to the playoffs, it's a win, and then you just get lucky or not. And they're you're, they're you know they're blaming that, they're blaming injuries. Every other team has injuries, um, but yeah, like you said, you just hope that it, that behind closed doors they at least acknowledge that they've made mistakes. And um, ooh, it's hard to fix this team in one off season, man. It really is. Um, I, I don't, I don't know how they could do that. Um, I have my ideas of how it can be better than last year on paper, but I really don't know how you can make that jump because the gap between the Yankees and Houston, it's pretty big. Yes. Yeah, it is. And you know, as we saw in that series, Yankees were, you know, I wouldn't say embarrassed completely because some of those games were close, but right. you know, overall a sweep is, is embarrassing at that level. You know, you're supposed to be a team that if you get to the, the AL, the, the LCS, you should be more competitive than that. And they had their moments of being competitive, but overall, you know, Houston just, outclass them in in everything and it's like well how are you going to you know close that gap between them and us and it's like you said yeah that that's gonna take some time um especially the way the yankees do it you know i i feel like with maybe you know uh, maybe a different gm and i know all this about cashman and everyone says oh he's such a, a great um gm and oh he's you know so respected in the league etc but what about the whole thing of a different voice you know maybe you know some, like look at look at um madden for the angels you know you want to talk you know everybody considers him a great manager but the guy got fired and they always you know a lot of management and front offices point to the whole quote a different voice needs to lead. And maybe that's what the Yankees need. Cashman, yes, he's made some great moves. He's made some bad moves too, which, uh, you know, all GMs do. But, you know, maybe they need a, a different voice and someone who's going to take the team in a different direction. So, yeah, you want to say he's great and all that, but everybody everybody needs to be accountable. And he's going on, what it, we're going into what, the 14th season of trying to get to a world series appearance. Yes. So, and that's, that's a good point, you know, cause moving on for Cashman, it doesn't have to mean that he's bad. It doesn't have to mean that he's, you know, this awful GM. He's going to be in the hall of fame probably someday for GMs. Sometimes people overstay their welcome and there's an expiration date on everything. And I think it, it it's a reasonable opinion to believe that Cashman should probably not be welcome back because again, if it's the same one problem every year for the last 13 years, basically as the reason the Yankees are going home, that's on the GM. It's, it's one problem that's not been fixed year after year. And it's gotten worse, honestly, because they go with this same philosophy that you hit home runs, you'll walk 
you'll get to the to the World Series. And you strike out a lot. It's the same, you know, strikeouts don't matter mentality. So, yeah, I agree. It, it, it He really should be gone. But obviously, I mean, the guy's technically a free agent right now, and he just held a press conference for the Yankees. So that tells you he's probably had, he's probably got a deal behind closed doors already with him. Exactly. So, yeah, yeah he'll be back, yeah. and Aaron Boone will be back, and it's, it's, they're going to run it back. Um, I expect, yeah tweaks and little stopgap fixes again and it might be the same story however we're here and we're gonna play gm for the night yeah and so i figured we do this is what you know we'll, we'll do our little winner loser and neutral thing here um so we'll yes. go around the diamond and we'll talk about each yankee and um winner loser neutral and the ones that you want to get rid of we get rid of and we'll replace with a player that you want to put in there too so um, if you want to start a catcher, and I guess we'll work our way around that way, we can yeah. do that. Um, yeah. All right. Let's so do that. Let's let's you start off with Jose Trevino, winner, loser, or neutral. Winner, winner. I love Trevino. Yeah. I think uh, I think that's an easy one. He won the Gold Glove Award at catcher. He is a finalist for. Is it the is it the Hank Aaron Award? It's like the the one of those. Uh, He's the Gold Glove uh, or, or Roberto Clemente, the Clemente. Roberto Clemente yes. Award, something like that. That you know, kind of uh, is like a, a you know, like a good guy. And I just think he's a winner. I think maybe he got a little tired this year playing so much compared to what he does he did in the past. So he, you know, kind of slumped a little bit at the end. But I love him. I think he's a winner. Keep him. Yeah, he's he's. Got great character, which is why he won that award. And he's the bat's going to give you, you know, not a ton, but he makes contact. And I think that's very important in this lineup. Um, but he's just not only a great catcher athletically and physically, but he's a good game caller. He works really good yeah. with the pitchers. He's got a great chemistry with them. And he's a big reason this starting rotation and the bullpen was as strong as they were for the majority of the season. So I'm I'm saying that I agree. I, I think Jose Trevino is a is a winner. Um, I am keeping him there. However, um, while we're on catcher, I I do want to say that Kyle Higashioka, I'll put him in loser. I, I'm getting rid of him. Um, he's you know he was serviceable for for a little bit, but um, yeah, I think sometimes you just need some new blood, um, yeah. and you need some youth in there. And I think I'm ready to move on from him. I would like, you know, the Yankees got that kid, Austin Wells. Um, maybe he could get a yep. shot in like a 60-40 platoon with Jose Trevino. Um, mm-hmm. If they don't go Wells, maybe that the, the hologram kid can, can get a, ch- uh, a chance. So, hologram Ben. What do you think about Kyle Higashioka in that? In, the, in those three hours. I I like Higgy. I I think he gets the participation award. Yeah. Um. I don't want to call him a loser because you can I, say neutral. I, I guess loser's a little harsh. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's go with the with the neutral. But I still want him out. You know, I, you know, it was Giancarlo Stanton's birthday yesterday, and um, there I you know I was listening um, Michael K again. I was listening to him, and they were talking about a few different Yankees, and then they they brought up Higgy, and he is I think he's like thirty or thirty one, like. He's not a kid anymore. You know, Yo, I always view him as, oh, he's still really young. But if they were right and he's in his 30s, it's like it's time to go. He he definitely needs to go. Like you said, um, that that minor league catcher, um, Wells, is he is he righty or lefty? Do you know, batting? I think I know Rorfett is a lefty, but I think Austin Wells right. is a righty. Yeah, I don't know too much about him, but. You know, if hologram Ben can come in and platoon or, you know, like you said, maybe a 60, 40 split or, you know, maybe even um, Trevino's doing 70, 30 with yes. him. And he's, you know, and maybe he's uh, the platoon for a lefty bat when they need it in there and uh, to give Trevino some rest. I love that idea. If this guy produces, I have no idea about him. We still don't know if he's a real person. <laughs> yeah, no, we don't but, really know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, but I'd love to see what happens with him. And then this guy, Wells, you know, is he um, is he the next guy to step up? I guess we'll see what happens um, in spring training. 
but I do like that lefty righty uh, at the catching position moving forward into to, to next year, as long as uh, hologram Ben is a good, he's supposed to be a good defensive catcher. Yes. And I think his offense from is like, like decent. Nothing, I think, nothing terrible. I think they're hoping that since he's a lefty, they can find some power in there. Um, so yeah, yeah. especially yeah. Yankee Stadium, obviously, right. you know, lefty bat can pop the ball up, and you got a good chance of getting that. <laughs> right. Um, first base. Um, I'm bringing my winner back. He's a winner, Anthony Rizzo. Yes. Um, and yes. he's a winner for one simple reason: the guy produced in the playoffs. Yeah. So I'm bringing him back because of that. He's an excellent first baseman. Um, lefty, he's got power, he's got contact skills, and he's just a great veteran leader in that clubhouse. He's got a great camaraderie with the guys. We've talked about this before, how yeah. he and Judge are very tight. So uh, if we go to first base, I'm keeping Anthony Rizzo because I think he's a winner. Yeah, absolutely. Rizzo, winner, um, World Series, you know, only guy on their roster potentially well at least last season and hopefully next year he's back um with a world series ring so right off the bat that is a winner and like you said produced in the playoffs and you know slugged what was it 32 home runs which was great and you know the other thing is he's still relatively young you you know you, yeah. he's he's a veteran but he's only what 31 32 something like yeah, that he can't, he can't be older than that i know he's yeah. 32. So bring them back, you know, bring them back, do a, do a, another two year deal. Um, it's, it's interesting. I guess he wanted that opt out in it. And I guess he was smart to have that opt out because he had a productive season and he can get more than the 16 million uh, that he was going to get in 2023, you know, Yankees, who knows what, you know, maybe he, maybe he, they sign him at 20, and he gets a $4 million raise. That's a, that's a good raise and a good reason to opt out and get that money. So yeah, definitely keeping him love Rizzo. Yeah, I agree. Um, let's go to second base. Um, Glaber Torres winner, loser, neutral. I'm going to say definitely not a winner. Um, I'm going to say neutral uh, just because he did have a, a rebound of a year. However, I'm ready to move on from him. Um, I think you got to sell high. I, I don't think you can make the mistake that you did with Andujar. Um, I think with Torres, there are just too many mental lapses. And when he is not hitting, it's a long time. Too many lulls for me. So I'm ready to move on from yeah. Torres. Um, I, I think you you get what you can at this point. Um, mm -hmm. Maybe a relief pitcher, but... You know, not a loser, but definitely not somebody I'm willing to keep around. I think I'm ready to move on. You still got two years of control on the contract, so he should be fairly easy to move. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's where I stand with Glaber. Yeah, Glaber is interesting because when we were talking about doing this segment, I started kind of just going through my mind with some people, and Glaber came up, and I was, you know, he, he had a up and down season produced really well and i was like well you know i had some had some good moments this season and i'm like i'm probably leaning towards winter and then i started really thinking about it and something came to me where i'm gonna put him in the loser category and this yeah. this might upset some people but here's why i'm gonna say it and there's two reasons why number one when he was on the trading block i guess yeah. he got all in like a mood and was like upset and blah 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 and you know you got to understand talking to him it's a business this is a business you can't get your little personal feelings involved when a team is you know trying to make a business decision it's not personal with this even though he took it personally and the other thing is this is something that i loved when he did it but then it hit me as a loser doing the the cradling the baby to uh, um i forgot his name already on nailer. the guardian nailer yeah i loved it when it happened i was laughing i took the screenshot i probably texted it to you i was texting it to everybody i thought it was great but then i thought about it and i said you know what that's kind of a loser mentality to especially for the yankees you know yankees are supposed to be classy you know buttoned up and all that right. and you know maybe some people don't like that but it's like 
he held on to that for when, I don't know when he did that, like two games. And to do that on the field was a little bit like loserish to me. Like it was like, took the bait. You're, 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 you're sinking to the level that nailers that nailer was, which I thought was ridiculous. I thought it was so stupid that he even did that. And then Glaber's was maybe not as bad, but I thought it wasn't a good look. I was like, you're the Yankees. Yeah. You're supposed to be classy. And it made me think about, how people talk about Mariano Rivera, how he was such a great closer because if he gave up a hit and lost the game, they said it was, it was over. The, the game was over. The moment was over. He turned the page. He was already looking to the next day and never held on to it. And I was like, you know, that's a winner mentality. What Glaber did, uh, you know, the more I thought about it, the more I was like, eh, don't like it. So <laughs> Uh, you know, the other thing I don't like that I think no lo- um, no winners ever do is not hustle. And there's been too many instances where he's had like a lackadaisical run to first. And, you know, granted, it's, you know, maybe just a, a, a ground or a shortstop and the odds are, you know, the odds are 99% that you're going to be out. But, you know, hustle, hustle for that. I don't care. I don't want to hear it. I just I just don't like that. And I'm, I'm ready to move on from him. Um, and like you said got those controllable years i think a lot of teams um would like to have him because he's still young relatively young and has that control so out, yeah. get him out <laughs> i like it man i like it i agree with you um and I, he was definitely i've talked about this with you, with you before he was definitely one of the guys who complained about the booing i there's no doubt in my mind because there was yeah. an article that a couple of yankees were complaining about the boos they were getting glaver definitely was one of them uh, yeah. It was anonymous, but yeah. So I'm yeah. replacing him um, with Volpe. I think Volpe's at second. I think I that's what I yeah. would rather do because I want youth. I want some defense uh, and, you know, just uh, that's what I'm doing. But um, we'll go to shortstop. Um, IKF. This is interesting because he's got a very, you know, you're either for him or against him. Winner, loser, neutral. I'm going to say neutral. Um for IKF. I think his offense was good. Um, I, I, I like the fact that he's a contact bat. Um, he's mm-hmm. a perfect singles guy that you can put, plug him in the bottom of the order. Um, I would like to bring him back off the bench and have Oswald Peraza mm-hmm. start at shortstop. Um, just because IKF's defense at shortstop was below average to say the least. Um, it was very bad at times and that's what Yankees fans really didn't like about him and the Yankees kept running him out there for no, they just, they refused to switch it up and it almost bit them in the playoffs. So I'm bringing him back as neutral, um, but I'm going to have him come off the bench. And I really think there's no doubt that the Yankees need to start Peraza there. So um, IKF is neutral. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. Um, he, you know, I like IKF. I, you know, I really liked him. I thought he added a different dimension to the lineup, had some nice big hits for the Yankees, um, you know, and slap hitter, which you need put the ball in play. And he still, his average was two, two seventies, something like that. Two seventy three, maybe, um, you know, really telling that come playoff time, he gets benched and you put Peraza in there, which, you know, and, and Cabrera, you know, not a good look for the Yankees, especially with, oh, IKF's our man. He's our man. And, right. you know, I'm not sure if when they got him, I knew that he won the gold glove at third base. Maybe I did. Maybe I didn't. I don't know. I just thought he was a shortstop coming here to play shortstop. And it's, you know, two years in a row that the Yankees have put guys in at shortstop who are not shortstops which is one of the most critical positions on the field in my opinion and it's it's like shopping through the bargain bin um although you didn't shop at the bargain bin because you took on donaldson's contract (laughs) which was ridiculous um you know overall i i like i said i agree with you as a neutral but ikf needs to be utility or switch over to third base and platoon with maybe Cabrera and DJ, um, 
that's obviously if you can get rid of Donaldson. Um, so I do like him and, and he can catch. So you got a third catcher right there <laughs> just in case. Yeah. I but, think, yeah. Um, I like Peraza at, um, at shortstop moving yeah. forward next year. You know, the whole reason, you know, you kept on, you, you kept him and Volpe. So it's like, play these guys, run them out there. You know, look at what the guardians did They, you know, they've got a lot of rookies. Their whole team was rookie heavy <clears throat> and those guys produced. And I think you gotta see what you have out there, you know, or get rid of them, you know, one or the other, make up your minds. <laughs> yeah. Look at Houston did Houston trusted that rookie Pena and the guy won yeah. the MVP. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Um, so let's see, we've got also at, I guess we, um, we should throw DJ in there. Well, we got to get to Donaldson. Let's, we'll let's go to start DJ on when we get to third base. We'll talk about DJ yeah. and Donaldson <laughs> together. Um, so yeah, uh, third base. Uh, Donaldson, I'm, <laughs> I liked him. I liked the, I, yeah, I wanted him to do well here, but he's a loser. Um, it's over. It's he, yeah. he's just too many hissy fits with the umpires on, on easy strike three calls that were obvious three pitch at bats. Just, it never worked. He never got hot. You know, he got lukewarm which was like, you know, he hit for two games in a row or something. It would never, it would never extend yeah. to a hot streak. He, he flopped right. in the postseason after the first mm -hmm. game. That was it. I I'm ready to move on. He did play good third base. I'll give him that, but who cares? You're getting paid $50 million this year, next year total. Um, I'm ready to eat his contract, get him out of here and have DJ and Cabrera platoon of third base or rotate in and out, do whatever you want to do. But Donaldson cannot be there. Give me Cabrera there. Youth defense, yeah. switch hitter, versatility. DJ can play there. He's a veteran, plays third base pretty well. Good contact bat. I just, I, I can't do another year of Josh Donaldson. Uh, yeah. No, no. Donaldson, you know, some people might point that, um, you know, you point to MVP awards and his productivity in years past, and maybe he was a winner then, but I think he's a loser now. Um, <laughs> that just sounds so funny calling him a loser, but I know. <laughs> You know, one of the things that about Donaldson was that he came to this team and they're like, oh, he's going to bring this intensity. And he's, you know, he's, you know, just a hard nosed guy. And yeah. maybe he is, but I saw him laughing too much. I saw him like kidding around with everybody or like, you know, heading the heading the clouds with the uh, playoff game where he hit the top of the wall and rounds first and gets, uh, you know, yeah. they, they nail him at second. And it's like, dude, where's that intensity? Yeah. I don't want to see you smiling. I want to see like an angry yeah. dude. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, just don't like him. It was a, a really foolish move of having him tacked on in getting uh, IKF and Hologram Ben. And, you know, mm -hmm. they at least Cashman on that. So, yeah, he's got to go ship him out, eat some of the money, take you know, it's, uh, you know, take 10 million off of his yeah. contract and, and maybe someone will take that 15. Hell, go 15 and have America. someone else pay him 10 for a good, a, a really great defensive <clears throat> third baseman, you know, and maybe, and maybe he turns it around. Maybe he, um, I don't know, can go somewhere else and, and have maybe a little less pressure and maybe that relaxes him enough where you get some offense. Um, I yeah. think he still has something left in the tank that someone, if you're only paying him in the 10 to 12 million um, would take on. So, yeah, it, it's, it doesn't seem, I mean, Cashman said the other day, he's planning on having them back. Boone was yeah. making excuses. I, it just doesn't sound like it's great for us, but um, yeah. let's see. I only got 10 minutes left in the zoom thing. So I'm going to try to, oh, we'll get through yeah. the outfits. All right. We'll get through the outfield and we'll wrap it up after that. But, uh, and then we agree that DJ is a winner. He's coming back, right? DJ winner. Yeah. yeah. Hate the fact that he uh, got in injured the toe again. Um, so that was unfortunate. But I love DJ. I, I really need, I really want him to come back and yeah. be productive next year, even in a utility role or second, if they get rid of Glaber, make second. him your starter yeah. at second and rotate him at third. You know, yeah. I, that's what I was saying. I think you go like Rizzo at first and you go Volpe. Peraza, Cabrera, and DJ. You can you could you know, do what you did this year. You rotate him and you get him regular at bats that way. Because he can play, he's flexible. He can play any position. Right. Um, no, first, second, and third. Amazing yeah. to have him. 
Um, let's go to the outfield. Um, Joey Gallo, an obvious winner. Um, Aaron Hicks. <laughs> Aaron Hicks. It's I am done. The same thing. Same story. It's he's a loser. He can't oh, hit. He's oh, lazy in the field. Oh. He's got an attitude. Yeah. He's gone. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. That whole, all I have is when I think of his name, visions of him with when he missed that ball and then didn't hustle yeah. for it. He's got like his head down at the wall yeah. like this. It's like, are you kidding me? You're good. Loser. Gone. Out. Eat, eat, dump, dump him. Uh, you know, just release him if you can't eat get him. Anything. Eat the contract and get re-signed Ben Intendi. Get a lefty. You know, yeah. Ben Intendi is like a mini Johnny Damon. That's what I call him. He's a lefty with yeah. speed, defense, and he hits co- for contact. Um, center field, yes. Harry Bader. He's a winner. The guy hitting winner. the playoffs. Um, he's just an energizer out there. He looks and acts like a true Yankee. He's not Aaron Hicks, and he plays good defense. So um, Harry Bader's a winner, and he's coming back for me. Yes, absolutely. Winner. Playoff, play on playoff, perf- uh, playoff performance alone, winner. Yeah. Um. Before we get to judge, because obviously that's a little longer of a story, we'll 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 go Stanton at DH, um, and then we'll get to judge. Stanton, I'm I'm bringing, you know, obviously he's not going anywhere on that contract. Um, I'm going to call him a winner, man. Listen, I, I he's the injuries are frustrating, the the ups and downs and the hot and cold streaks are frustrating, but at the end of the day, he does produce. In oh, you're back. Month of we had a, we had a little we had a little. Um flip there oh, we're my, good. my screen froze so i don't know what oh, you okay. saw here. Uh, uh yeah we're so good we're good beginning of what you were saying um no basically i'm just saying stanton i'm bringing back as a winner um he yes. hits in the playoffs he's got power he is he frustrating yeah he gets hurt too much and he's very streaky but at the end of the day if he keeps hitting in october um i'm fine with it he he had a good 2019 playoffs a great one in 2020 had three hits in the wild card game last year. And this year he didn't hit as much, but he did have seven RBIs and a bunch of extra base hits in the postseason. So I'm bringing yeah. Stanton back as a winner. Yeah. Had some big hits. Um, and he's a guy who, uh, you know, takes it. He, he takes all that. Yes. He's a professional and, and criticism. And he just, it, 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 he lets it roll off. He says, you know, says they're all the right things and accepts it. Um, yeah, I like Stanton a lot. I, I, I am rooting for him. Um, I don't love how much more on the contract, uh, how many more years he has left on the contract. That's that's yeah. that's a little bit of an albatross, but that's that's another story uh, does, in terms of winner. It year. does suck that he that he can't move and he can't play a position, but I guess you take the good with the bad. Um, and then an Aaron Judge. Um, he's obviously a winner, and I think you you got to find a way to re-sign him. Uh, if you got to go 300 over eight, yeah. you do it. Um, yeah. Is it frustrating that he continuously chokes in the postseason year after year after year? Yeah, it is. Um, but I don't think that's a reason you let him go. I think you sign him back and you just pray. You hope that you beg that eventually he finds it in a playoff. Um, so Aaron Judge, I'm bringing back. Uh, if you got to go over 300 again, you do it. If you got to give him the extra eighth year, you do it. So yeah, he's coming back. Yeah, definitely. You know, winner playoff performance was was not fantastic this year. But look at August, like end of July, August, where he carried the team. You know, he was he was carrying the team, and even you know, uh, carrying it meant he was the only offense. They still were not a good team at that point, but he was the only one producing. So, yeah, you got to bring him back. Um, and, and you, like you said, give them that extra year and, you know, you make that money up with all the Jersey sales. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. Are you changing? I, I just, I guess I'll just ask this question in one. Are you changing anything about the rotation? Who are the five that you're bringing back? Are you signing any free agents for me? I'm going Cole Cortez Severino. I think those are the three obvious. Yeah. Um. I think the Yankees are going to bring Frankie Montes back and expect his shoulder to be healthy. Um, so you got to ride that out. And then the fifth, I wouldn't mind bringing back Tyone. You know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Um, but I like that Carlos Rodon is a free agent and I think it's a good replacement for Montgomery because Rodon is also a big left-hander. Um, he's a veteran. He's become an all-star the last two years. So I, I would, I wouldn't mind changing it up and going with, with Rodon over Tyone at five. So those are my five. 
Yeah, I agree with you. Cole, you know, even though I did not love everything that he gave during the season, you know, he, he had his ups and downs, you know, dominated against teams that he should have dominated against. Um, you know, little, way too many home runs he gave up, but, you know, playoff performance was great. You know, he, he really, um, he really showed it there. So I think definitely, well, got to keep him. I, 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 I have changed my opinion about him when I was down during the summer about him. Um, really like him. Nestor, obviously love Nestor. Um, Severino. Yes. Need a full year of Severino, no injuries, hopefully. Um, Tyone, if you can bring him back at a manageable uh, salary, because if they give him, I, I think I heard if you if he, they have to give him a qualifying offer, it's like nineteen million. That's a little too much, for a Tyone, in my opinion. Um, although the guy does come and he he grits it out for you, um, like you said, Rodon. Yeah, um, I'm not sure how much you'd have to sign him, and I you know I don't even know where they are with the luxury tax, but. You know, spend Hal's money, bring him in. Yeah. That that is a that is a great rotation. Yeah, because who we got? Cole, Severino, Nestor, uh, Rodon, and like you said, Montas. Who I would call him a loser if we're going. Yes, you know, yes. <laughs> neutral. Just just the the apathy on him. Yeah. During a game doesn't seem intense to me. Just was like um, I don't know. Just seems like yeah. Uh, 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 a slob to me <laughs> he does he does look overweight um all right man i appreciate it um yeah that's, that's it, it. That's the else right in there. terms of the new guys um cabrera i think he's a winner i loved what he showed i think next year uh, you know i think he's even going to progress and be better Parazzo, yeah. we really don't know i th- i thought he showed that he could hit um and i would i at this point i call him a winner we don't really know yeah uh, and yeah i think i think we covered everybody that's it man um oh some of the other people let's see although you know that bullpen's going to be really different um chapman thankfully is gone but i only have so, 30 oh, seconds for some reason it's counting down because oh, yeah i don't I have less than a minute, but yeah that's 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 pretty much it um aaron boone i'm gonna put him on the loser list though yes oh yeah boone is yeah <laughs> if i'm if i'm the the owner he's out if i'm gm he's out but yeah man that's it the yankees uh All right. that that what that's what we would do that's our blueprint but it's gonna be something different i'm sure i'm sure it's gonna be the same old shit and um thanks yeah. for coming on and and you know yeah thanks rob thanks this is gonna be on your show yankee show crazy podcast we're gonna have it online uh yes. broadcast it online too but so yes. thanks a lot yankee crazy podcast you can find it on apple Podcasts, spotify anchor and more so thanks man and BD4 podcast. Yes, go, thanks, man. go find Rob on all his platforms. Testing, testing, one, two, three. Testing, testing. Trying to figure out where the sound is coming from. Is it coming up top? Is it bad? Is it good? We shall see. But now I'm going to try moving it a little bit. Moving it over here, this is now on my lap. Does this sound better? This is back on the middle console. And let's try, can I get in my pocket? No. In my shirt pocket? No, no. This is back on the lap. Is this good? We'll do a testing, testing. Let's go Yankees.